you're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I am a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. And welcome back to another episode. I feel like it has been genuinely so long since I've been sitting in this studio on my own. I've had so many guests lately that I have not done a solo episode in such a long time. I'm very excited to be back. I'm excited to catch up with you all. Hello to any new listeners. I know we've got a few. Thank you so much for being here and learning with me. I'm very excited. I hope that we're all just well and good and great. So just a bit of a life update from me. First of all, thank you so much to anyone and everyone who has donated to the Concussion Legacy Foundation for my marathon. I actually can't see individuals who have donated, but I am so appreciative. If that is you, thank you so much. Make sure that you come and follow me on Instagram at the health classes you missed if you don't already because I'm putting up some marathon training stuff up there, just trying to get the motivation levels up. I still can't really picture myself running 42 kilometers. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And that's very exciting. And all the donations and the support and everything just helps me along. So really, really want to say thank you for that. Secondly, your girl got a little job. I got a job. I got another one. So I'm still teaching, of course, but I am now doing some stuff with Producey. And I know I think I've mentioned that a couple of times, maybe in a How's Your Head episode recently. My timeline for life is just so all over the place at the moment, but I'm so, so excited by this. I know longtime listeners will have listened from me in my spare room to me doing the How's Your Head on the phone to me doing the How's Your Head in the studio to me doing more of the health classes episodes on the, in the studio. And now I actually work here, which is insane. It's cool. It's crazy. I love it. I am having a very good time. I am loving life at the moment, and I hope that you guys are too. But enough boring chat about me. Let's talk about today's episode. Now, recently, there have been a couple weather changes, and we know that if you live in Melbourne, oh my goodness, it is absolutely freezing this winter, and it happens every single year. But winter hits, and my skin absolutely hates me. Because I am an eczema girl, an eczema princess, if you will, I also struggle with dry skin and then also oily skin. Like it's so, it's so annoying. And I know my, on the grand scale of life, my skin's actually okay, but it's interesting because it wasn't until my 20s that I actually started getting like cystic pimples and that these kind of popping up on places like my cheeks or, you know, just not in my T-zone. When I was growing up, always had the standard, you know, going through puberty, have the pimples on the T-zone. But when I got to about 21, I really experienced uh, quite hectic acne on my cheeks for the first time. It is definitely uh, hasn't got as bad this year than it has during that time. I I have some photos of it uh, during, you know, my 21, 22 year old stage there. And it was, it was painful. It was horrible. And it was really, really frustrating, right? You don't expect 
or it's almost you don't learn that you're going to potentially go through like a second wave of puberty in your 20s, but you almost do. I know for some people, for me, that is exactly what happened. And it is something that does continue to happen every time winter rolls around. My skin just breaks out. Obviously, hormones have a lot to do with that as well. But it does seem that this time of year is really, really bad for it. And of course, to be transparent, this doesn't happen a lot. And I know how blessed I am not to have this as an all year thing, but it did get me thinking what specific vitamins and minerals can assist with pimples, maybe with getting pimples and blemishes on your skin. What should we be eating? Can we supplement things? Can we use things? What are these? Now, of course, I do want to remind everyone that I am not a professional here. I am not a dermatologist. If I was, I'm sure my eczema would be looking way better than it is right now. But as with all information that I share on this podcast, this is very general and it's general advice. And if you are, of course, struggling with your skin, I will chuck some resources at the end, but always, always, always go seek help from a medical professional or a dermatologist or someone like that. So while I've thrown the term around a little bit, some people might not actually know what we're talking about when we say acne or, you know, we're talking about pimples and whatever else. Now, the medical term for acne is acne vulgaris, and this is a disease of the skin that occurs when something goes wrong with the production of sebum in the skin. And I've definitely mentioned sebum before. If you listen to the episode I did, the No Stupid Questions about pubic hair, we mentioned it in that. So if you listen to that, there'll be a bit of a repeat learning here, but that's fine. Sebum is a kind of waxy and oily substance that keeps the skin waterproof. And it is produced in the sebaceous glands in the skin, which are connected to our hair follicles. I can never say that word. There was a whole episode I talked about the follicular phase and the follicles about menstruation and I still I can't get it right so bear with me on that guys but sebum actually travels from the sebaceous glands up to the skin into our pores now our hair follicles can be blocked by dead skin cells which can then cause a buildup of sebum this is when inflammation is caused this can result in feelings of pain in redness and in swelling and of course pus can form Now, there are many types of different pimples and whatever else. We've got blackheads, whiteheads, papules, pustules, cysts and nodules, open sores and even scarring. And this is important to note here as well. Like I just talked about, I didn't really get quite bad skin until I was in my 20s. This can happen to anyone at any age. So we actually are taught, oh, you know, this is when you're going to get pimples during puberty. And yes, for a lot of people, that's when it does occur. But it can actually happen at any age. In particular, for example, one kind of population group are women going through menopause. They may experience acne again, which just seems bloody rough, in my opinion. Womanhood, honestly, I want to say love it, but to think. Between the ages of 8 to 16, you get your period. You have your period. You finally get off your period and you might get more acne. Like, what the hell is that about? (laughs) Doesn't seem fair, but that's fine. According to ABC Health and Wellbeing, up to 85% of Australians will develop acne during their lifetime, with 5% being severe. Now, of course, on a more serious note, skin conditions of any kind, but particularly acne and pimples, this can affect a person's sense of self, and it can also be really painful as well. So it's not only something that can affect self-confidence, or self-esteem, it can be something that is 
painful and really hard to deal with in that way too. Now, I have noticed a bit of like a, a movement almost across the internet recently where people are just absolutely embracing their skin for what it is. I think after years and years of glossy magazines where everything and I mean, absolutely everything was edited and everyone was photoshopped. And I know that still happens. I'm not naive to that, but I think there is more of a acceptance around now, which is really, really great to see because up to 85% of Australians will develop acne during their lifetime. That is a lot of us. We shouldn't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't be ashamed of having textured skin. You shouldn't be ashamed of having pimples at any age. It happens. It's normal. We're all trying our best. Be bloody nice to people about it and never, ever, ever feel embarrassed or ashamed for your skin. So first vitamin here that we're going to talk about that potentially for some people can help with pimples and acne. This is vitamin A and it is a known possible remedy for acne, but only when used the right way. Now we know vitamin A is an antioxidant and eating vitamin A rich foods can promote better skin health while using kind of topical formulas and stuff on the skin or creams on the skin can also help to target acne directly. So there's different ways that we can take or use vitamin A. Now, some food sources just quickly include yellow and orange fruit and vegetables. So, uh, you know, citrus fruits, carrot, things like that. Tomatoes also, leafy green vegetables. Now, leafy green vegetables are just bloody good for everything, every time, everywhere. Eat your leafy greens. Fish oils, eggs, bits of a, a sideways option, but beef liver, things like that. These are all really great food sources of vitamin A. And while they are absolutely wonderful to include in a well-rounded diet, they do not work the same as using topical ointments or creams or anything like that. Interestingly, according to Healthline, oral supplementation of vitamin A, so if you were to take it as a supplement, can actually do more harm than good. Now, we know if you're eating a well-rounded diet, you should have natural levels of vitamin A going into the body already. Just a side note here, if you don't actually know if you're getting the right amount, you can go to the doctors and get a blood test, ask to get your levels checked, and they will be able to help you out and tell you uh, whether you are getting enough of certain vitamins and minerals, which is great. But how do we know the right way to use vitamin A so it's beneficial to our health? So firstly, the reason you need to be careful taking oral supplements is that vitamin A is fat soluble, which means that it can build up in the body. An intake of more than 10,000 IU or international units can be toxic, especially during pregnancy. So of course, anyone, but especially pregnant people, always, always check with your doctor before taking any kind of supplement. So topically, when people are using it on the skin, usually the vitamin is altered into a retinoid, something we call a retinoid. This basically makes it safe to apply directly onto the skin without doing any serious damage to the skin's barrier. Now, retinoids are effective because they regenerate and heal the skin really, really quickly. There are differences between retinoids and retinol. And skincare people might know this already, but retinoids are only available with a prescription while retinol is available over the counter. So you can actually get it in 
products. There are retinol products. For example, I like to use one from Mecca, just the Mecca brand. If that sucks and I am missing something, someone please tell me. But that one has been working for me so far. They are basically not as strong as prescription retinoids is the whole thing here. Retinol products are not as strong. Therefore, they are sold over the counter. Now, there are different kinds of prescription products in the form of topical vitamin A. So it is always important to get the right one, which means consulting with an expert, so a doctor or a dermatologist. Of course, with anything that you need a prescription for, make sure you go and see what is right for you. Don't just use your friends because it's worked for them and blah, blah, blah. You may do more damage than you mean to. Really, really important to make sure you're using it properly. The next thing we're going to quickly touch on here is zinc. So zinc, it is a mineral that can also be used to help with acne and with pimples. And this is because zinc has anti-inflammatory properties. Now, because of this, because of the anti-inflammatory properties, zinc can help to relieve some redness and irritation associated with acne and pimples, but it also might help with scarring as well. And anyone who is a pimple popper. I'm a prolific face toucher, pimple scratcher, popper. I seriously need to remind myself to stop. It is so bad. That can, of course, cause scarring, but acne and pimples on their own can also leave a scar just without even touching them as well. So really important um, if maybe scarring is something that you struggle with, zinc could be a help here. Now, not only those things, but zinc also decreases oil production in the skin and protects against bacterial infection and inflammation like we talked about. And you only need, very, very importantly here, really small amounts of zinc. So this is really important when supplementing. Now, a study from the National Library of Medicine found that a safe dose of about 30 milligrams can help to treat acne. However, excess can cause people to become sick and can lead to people having a copper deficiency. Once again, guys, all of this chat, please consult medical advice. If this is something that you are thinking, maybe I'll try So we've got our vitamin A and our zinc that can help. But what else? What are some other kind of things that can help, right? These are kind of on the edge. Maybe have worked for some people anecdotally. First one is vitamin E. And this is because, again, vitamin E is anti-inflammatory. And this generally works best when people use it topically. So again, putting creams or ointments or oils or whatever it is on your skin. However, depending on your skin type here too, vitamin E has also for some people, according to my research, clogged pores. So it's going to depend, unfortunately, on the person. And there is so much trial and error here with skincare and looking after your skin. The next one we're going to talk about is tea tree oil. And this is because, again, tea tree oil has anti-inflammatory properties and it's also antimicrobial. So it can help with infections and things like that too. Now, importantly, it cannot be put straight on your skin. It's not good for your skin barrier. It may sting, it may burn. So I'm going to say if that's something that you're interested in, talk to a dermatologist. Some other stuff here that don't involve kind of putting anything on are changing your sheets and your pillowcases regularly. Dirty pillowcases, dirty blankets, dirty sheets, they hold so much bacteria. It's really important to wash them pretty much every week. But if you can't do that, I guess as much as you can is really, really important. 
washing your face with a cleanser. Now, this should be done very lightly. You should avoid scrubbing because this can harm your skin as well. And if you can opt for an oil-free option. Now, another one is sunscreen. Sunscreen is a tricky one because I have found that sunscreen, a lot of brands severely, severely clog my pores. The La Roche has been wonderful for me and also the Mecca, uh, I think it's like a vitamin E BB cream with sunscreen. That's been pretty good as well. But this again is very much about trial and error and finding what works for you. Avoiding touching or picking your skin is another key factor to helping your skin clear up. Shower after exercise or any other sweaty activity. Uh, Sweat can clog your pores and cause more breakouts. So as soon as you can shower, make sure you do that. A little bit like the sheets and pillowcases, but using clean towels and face washes as well. So making sure you wash those regularly. And And last one here is keeping hair products away from the face. Often hair products can be a little bit oily. They're not meant to go on the face. They're meant to go on the hair. So you might find that if a hair product you're using regularly is causing you to have pimples up around like your temples or near your hairline, that will be why try and keep it off your face as much as you can. Now, just to end this quick old episode here, guys, I'm going to talk about some resources. Now, of course, medical advice every time, 100% please go do that if you really need it. Healthline articles, I will link all of those in the show notes that we talked about during this episode. I would encourage you to have a read through those for more information. And as per usual, there are so many online accounts that are really, really good to follow. So I like Dr. Sheila Derm. It's actually Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A underscore Derm, D-E-R-M. Really, really great. Dr. Amna Adele, which is dermatologist Adele on Instagram. Really, really good too. Of course, very easy. Look up a local dermatologist in your area. The not easy part of this is you often need a referral. So there's many dermatologists that you won't, but you'll have to pay quite a bit if you get a referral that can go on Medicare often and you can save a bunch of money. So uh, that could be an option for you. And of course, skin specialists of any kind as well. Just make sure they're legitimate and that will be good to go. Eat your carrots, eat your spinach, eat your leafy greens, take your vitamins, talk to your doctor, change your sheets. We're going to be glowing coming into summer. Thank you so much as always for listening in, for tuning in today. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCY I am and how's your head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks guys. See you later.